Welcome to Center Stage. My name is Mark Gordon. In the houses October built, five friends travel across America searching for the scariest haunted house, a trip leading them into the ultimate terror. Stay tuned as we go Center Stage with Zach Andrews and Bobby Rowe, the creative people behind the houses October built. Center stage, center stage, center, center, center stage. Center stage. Your characters in the film, Correct. they want to find the ultimate scary house, scary haunted house on Halloween. Mm-hmm. And so they go on this journey and, and it starts out kind of fun and games. It's let's all do a road trip. But then it kind of uh, devolves into something a little more sinister. Well, I think the biggest thing is we wanted to recreate why you go to a haunted house in the first place. And and I think to touch on the, your, um, uh, the way you saw the movie as well, a lot of these movies rely on suspense, or a lot of these haunted houses rely on suspense, not a lot of blood and gore. Um, and that being said, we wanted to kind of recreate as much of a haunted house experience uh, as you can on screen and so hopefully we've done that we want to have there's a lot of pov through the haunts we wanted you to walk through with us and kind of feel have the same you know our eyes be your eyes and you know you're stuck in the same darkness with the same clowns we are and so hopefully that 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 experience that halloween experience uh you can enjoy we think for the first time on screen we've never that was a big part about even creating this movie is that we've as much as we've liked haunted houses growing up it's never actually been put on the silver screen as far as we've seen. And there's fun house, maybe 1980. That's it's a carnival type movie. Um, but the actual haunted houses, we've never seen it before. So hopefully, um, you know, for Halloween's to come, you can, uh, you can kind of experience that if you're too afraid to go out into the, the country and go to some of these haunted houses. Cause some of them, um, some of them things we found out in the movie are pretty scary. Did you actually go to some of these haunted houses? Yeah, these are real. So, places. so they were real places. Yeah, these are, we wanted we want the, the the audience member to be able to live this out if they want. These are this is not shot at a Hollywood backlot. We found these places. They actually exist. They are in the credits. You can go to the places we shot the movie. You may run into some of the same characters that we ran into. Hopefully, not the girl that goes. Ah, <laughs> hopefully, that not. is a great mask. Whatever she does. That is that is a great mask, and well, she's on your one sheet. We oh, yeah. we also didn't want it to, you know, if you say it, well, you know, how many, you know, haunted houses did you go to? And, and you've seen the movie, and you can speak to this, but I don't feel like any of the haunted houses. It's not episodic from the standpoint of each haunt has its own feel, and you know, we find places that aren't exactly haunts uh, <laughs> that that may venture into the the R rated X rated category, and and we found fun places like zombie paintball and you know things of that. That nature to, to experience so that it isn't you know a series of just going through haunted houses going through haunted houses that's not what we wanted the the movie to be that's not what we wanted our own trip to be we wanted to mix it up and show you all different ways that people celebrate the holiday when you see a, a space set or you see all these different sets they they scream that green screen you can see it a mile away mm-hmm. right but if you if you kind of tackle it in the real environment with the real people Hopefully that sets you apart from um, a lot of found footage sometimes has a stigma to it. We know that. We get that. That That's kind of watered down. So if you do it this way, um, using the real people, that's the point, right? Found footage is supposed to be real footage. 
that was found, however you want to look at it, but it's real footage. So the best way we could do that to make it as organic as possible is to use all real people, all real places. One thing you did, which a lot of the found footage films fail to do, is th- there's one point in the movie where you, not your film, but in these other films where you go, okay, wait a second, who's shooting this film? But you go in the, you go in the beginning and you show where you're setting up all the cameras. So you, you, you kind of get that out of the way and then you explain it because sometimes you're going, wait a second, who's, who's videotaping this? There was the extreme haunted place where you could go and spend the night. It was some place you could spend the night and then they have the zombie, the zombie runs and, mm-hmm. But part of me thinks, okay, well, is it safe or maybe it's really not safe? <laughs> you know, there's part, there's part, because that's part of the scare, isn't it? That it isn't going to be safe. And, and that's what you guys are looking for in your film. And sometimes don't, don't ask for what you want because you might get it. Yeah. Well, I think as, as society in general has grown pretty numb to a lot of stuff, right? Like 3D has had its run the past four or five years. And what do we want now? 4D. There's a new 4D theater in downtown what, Los Angeles. What is 4D? 4D is you you get wet, uh, air sprays on you. Things pop you from the back. They've actually yeah. had it at uh, Universal Studios for a little bit. The Buzz Lightyear ride, I think, had... Well, Disneyland. Had Disneyland. Yeah. And you go on one of the rides yeah. and you fill something yeah, on the floor. exactly. So now they have movie theaters that do that. A friend of mine called me. He lives down in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And they already have you watched X-Men that way. And so you're getting shot in the back of the seat. Your seats are moving. And I think what I'm trying to say is that the the 3D the the illusion wasn't enough anymore. Now we need to feel it, taste it, um, and I think the same thing goes for haunts. Um, yeah. You know, we started off trick or treating. Now we had to build these build, build these haunts. We walked through guys with sheets, and then it kind of kept escalating, escalating, escalating. And you know, we found a place that uh, they turn the lights off on you. Go in one by one. You take off your shoes, and you hear squish, squish, squish. Lights come on. There's a thousand used condoms on the ground, and you paid for that. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, yeah, you paid for that. Oh, that was that in, that didn't end up in the film. No, no. <laughs> there are haunt owners though that they said that people will come to them and say we want it more extreme. Really? And so then the, you know the guy said he'll clear it out for these for a group you know one particular group of you know five or six guys and he said they really mess them up. In the movie the guy said he'd do everything short of gang rape somebody and that was real. Yeah, that was a real interview. Well, what, what is it about being scared? I mean, what 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 is it about? people wanting to go through that experience because halloween i don't really like halloween but it's the gore people with the severed arms and heads but really if that happened to them in real life they wouldn't want it but what is the what is the attraction to it i've always heard psychologically that it's it's why there's was so much nudity especially in the 80s um with horror films is because nudity and and gore or or just actually being threatened a scare actually peaks you at the same in the same way even though it's two completely separate things so especially those 80 slashers you went from boobs to kill to boobs to kill boobs to kill and and yet you didn't think you were getting it wasn't overdone at the time but they're actually hitting the same like endorphins along the way crazy yeah tell me about the challenges that went into making the film uh, well, I mean, we started off with you know a, an extremely small cr- casting crew, and so then it was that we were doing all the jobs all at once, and then we moved on to to kind of 
make uh, the the more studio version of the movie that you saw and now we're dealing with a crew of 100 so uh you have more money to spend but when you when you have the small crew you've got to be a lot more creative with how you spend your money and when you've got the big crew you've got to keep everybody you know you're, you're hurting sheep to a degree well, so mixed with that though shooting anything seasonally is really tough because if you miss that shot if you, you, you there's no going back come november 1st these places most of them are closed and you're not going to be able to recreate that that, that same halloween ambiance that you had i mean you can try to bring in actors you can try to bring in everybody it's just it's not going to feel right and that was just a a, a tough thing for us but it was also it made us very efficient you had the people that did the paranormal activity. They right. produced the film, right? right? Yeah, Steven Schneider. When did he get on board? From day one? or uh, From the original film. He actually, a, a quote I always like to say is that the first time he ever called me, which I think will speak to you, is he said, "This what I love about this movie is it's actually real. Until it isn't, because that's and what I don't that, par- that par- the first one, that paranormal activity was was creepy. Right, the first one they did a great job. Right, right. Was, yeah. you felt like you were in the home with them. You understood it was very voyeuristic, but and they never went too far. I mean, to to your blood and guts comment, they don't really do that. I mean, you know, there's you know one scene at the end, but mostly it was your imagination, which I think that we've kind of lost um, in a lot of these films. The CGI is over the top. Mm-hmm. You're not using your imagination, and that's what you need to scare you. But this film, uh, you know, I was watching it, and it was one of those, oh, this is creepy. <laughs> it's creepy. It, it, uh, and it was very compelling. Cool. That's nice to hear. Thank you. Yeah, you guys did an excellent job. Thank, Thank you. you excellent much. job. You look so serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, 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 oh my God. You know what this is like? This is like the doll with the, 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 the thing oh, yeah, with the he's mask. The screen, he's yeah. not going to follow me, is he? He's, he's, <laughs> we, was it a coincidence that we followed you up here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, that was, a, that, that was a funny bit. These, two guys, these two guys are running. They don't know who I am, but I know who they are because I saw their pictures. And they're all out of breath, and I'm out of breath because it's 7 o'clock. The show starts at 7, and I go, hey, whoa, whoa, show doesn't start without me. You're like, you guys are okay. <laughs> we were all late. So much for a half-hour call. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So why are you not a Halloween fan? Because people are normally crazy, and I just don't... Uh, that whole thing... I mean, I, one Halloween, I got shot. But it, 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 this okay, guy, hold on. You got to start with that. Yeah, no, no. But uh, it, it all comes it, back to a negative experience. Well, it was, well, and, and the thing shot. is, no, the thing is, shot. I didn't get physically shot. But the guy, we're at this party, and this guy leaves, and then he comes back, and he had a pistol, but it was filled with blanks. But I, he shoots me, but I felt the the oh, burn yeah. of the whatever the blank is. Right. But the guy's, you know, he's all drunk. I mean, yeah. I just don't like it. Right. I just think people are crazy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> You're giving them, they're giving them license to be crazy. That's what part of this movie is for us is that, you know, all these movies that are, you know, vampires and werewolves and things like that, like that scares some people. But when you're a real person that has a mask, that can be a lot scarier because it, it it is real things do happen in these places and you know if it's not supernatural but you're actually dealing with real human beings that can mm-hmm. be scarier well, as an, you as you uh, witnessed right there's an interview in the movie where the guy um was court appointed community service to go work in a haunted house and what we figured out is that 80 percent oh, was he was a criminal yes yeah, 70 to 80 percent of these haunts is that was that a real guy that you interviewed no, that was real yeah. so the people that you interviewed in the film they weren't actors those were um, real people those are real people. yeah those are real and what we found out is that 70 percent of these haunts are charity run so therefore in the judge's eyes he thought he was doing charity service by giving a felon a rubber yeah. knife to it's go like chase volunteering at the red cross i mean you could do your community service that way well 
you can do your community service working at a haunted house. Does anyone ever get killed at a haunted house? Um, Accidents have happened. Yeah. There's a, 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 a girl hung herself accidentally trying to make it look more real, and they said that people walked right past her. Um, not knowing if she was a prop or not, they didn't know. Um, see, see, the thing is, they're not they're not supposed to touch you, but sometimes they touch you. The right? rules change. So Has I it in the eighties? There were they they could, and then it all stopped. Right now, it, it's no holds barred. People it, advertise. I worked. They, I actually worked in one. I think for the YMCA, and I was in the black light room. <laughs> nice. Something else. Something else that scarred you from Halloween. <laughs> yeah. but it was fun, you know, because I was an actor. It, yeah. It, if you're an actor, it's fun to do those types of things oh, to definitely. scare people. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing too. Like, let's say acting, but even more so, we started uh, talking to these people outside the haunt. Turns out, one of the guys was special forces. One of them was a nurse. One of them was a dentist. Can you imagine your dentist picturing him moonlighting with a zombie makeup on? All of them are very regular people with with extraordinary jobs. Um, especially the special forces thing. That's a little freaky. You know, what what again. freaked you out the most about going across? Because did you? I mean, did you go from LA to Louisiana or no? So, so, yeah, we started. We started. So LA. you really, you really, yes. did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. you did, we, we, Zach. No, we. Zach, I'm, I'm laughing because I said earlier today that we shot the RV scene. Don't play poker with Zach, man. I don't know because there's something. <laughs> there's something kind of little strange here. <laughs> we, we you were, can't really tell. He doesn't move his forehead, does he? His his his, his eyebrows don't move. You, you got the Botox or something? No. I, I, that's where I show my age. I've got the lines on the forehead. No, I don't know. He's serious, isn't he? It's my it's a, it in, intensity. Oh, he does? Yeah. Look at him. I'm sorry. I mean, uh, no. So tell that's me, okay. so what no, we, what'd you... F- in the traveling is when we actually shot the RV scenes where we're you know interacting with each other and kind of laying down some of the groundwork. We shot those on the way from Dallas to Houston. So because we had to shoot everything at night for to capture all we could in the haunts, we had to shoot those day scenes. We didn't have time to stop and shoot those. We had to shoot them as we were traveling. So we actually did take to, this journey. We're about so this, to do it again. So this was a road pick, really a road pick. Yeah. How long how long were you on the road? Three 20, weeks. Yeah. Three weeks? Yeah. So you got one woman and a bunch of guys. Yeah. Yeah, but Brandy's Brandy is just one of the guys. <laughs> Brandy's fantastic. She doesn't look like one of the guys. Look like one of the guys. <laughs> she does not look like one of the guys. But that's what's good. I mean, is as, as beautiful as she is, but she's also she's she's the only person that probably could put up with us for three weeks. That, you know what I mean? Like that that was tough to do. But I think her biggest trait was being so she's very engaging and also very disarming to a lot of these guys and i don't think they even remembered what they were saying on camera oh you mean to the to the people that, right now what did you do what did you do about releases and all that oh we got releases from everybody. so did you before you interviewed them or yeah. after because that always gets sketchy when yeah. you oh, right. you want to get it before yeah, right yeah. before yeah yeah see if i would have been asking the questions no one would have said anything would they they yeah. would have seen my intensity and not uh yeah he's intense huh? he's intense i'm freaking out over here man <laughs> we had to have the girl that would <laughs> yeah brandy brandy was fantastic and and she was able to kind of open up the door and open up a lot of these guys to tell us maybe stories maybe they shouldn't have did you ever freak yourself out though when you're when you're out there and did so you go and you do the shoot and then you come back yeah. and were, were there any time where you you got a little freaked out yourself? I, I think honestly the scariest parts for me were the interviews, hearing what real people had to say. What was, was one of the things that really freaked you out with what they said? One guy saying that he actually has done a tour with the chain on the chainsaw. Just to see if he could get away with it. You know how you take the yeah. chain off? You can make a tour. It still, it still makes the sound without the chain on it, but he said he did a, a haunt tour with, with actual patrons inside, and he left it on, and he was proud of it. Like, the way he put up his middle finger, or like, he was... 
he was he thought that was really cool and then another guy had an actual he said one part of a human remain inside his haunt which i can't imagine what that smelled like but oh. um well, Harmony Kareen did a movie called Gummo. Do you know oh, Harmony yeah. Kareen? Uh, I remember the the cat scene. Well, the cat scene, but also there was uh, they had the cockroach house, and they found I think it was a severed finger under a couch. Yeah. Oh, there. What about the guy? The the wax museum too. The there was an. Oh act. yeah, to your severed the severed finger thing. That's that's what's funny is what's left behind. They said, and a lot of it they talked about being urban legend, but we heard the story over and over, and we kind of looked it up. But they were making million uh, six million dollar man. And they brought in a bunch of wax figures just from an old wax museum that was uh, that was been that had been torn down, and it was so hot. And I think they were shooting in the Texas heat. The wax started deteriorating and melting, and in one of them there were there was bone underneath, and they ended up finding there was a real dead body underneath it. And it's funny back there, there's no protocol there for. I mean, they probably took a lot of the the, the townspeople that died and just instead of putting them in a, they put them in an empty coffin and then went and waxed them. <sighs> Vincent Price was he? Vincent Price was near that. Vincent Price he was sign he was signing a book because he was it was a cookbook. But I was when I was a kid, those Doctor Fibes movies, and I loved all that stuff. So he was doing a book signing in Torrance. So I remember going over there, and I was terrified. I I didn't even get near. But he because he was very very. That was Doctor Fibes. That was. House of Usher. <laughs> well, all those paintings too. Those those fifties posters. We had an artist, uh, Dave Grizzle, had done, and I always dreamed of an an old Vincent Price poster for this. Like I just like the idea of that throwback, even if it's not what's used, you know. But a painting like that, and it's not gonna fly with today's time as much. But you know, some with some of the Mondo artwork and stuff like that coming back. Who knows? One day, I would love to have like a special edition version of that. But um. It, that that to me was always just very very much horror and what probably interested me as a child how'd the film test and and being in the back of the theater watching yeah. the film screen to an audience yeah, what was did, that experience like we did a night vision like a uh, um the audience reaction stuff so that's really fun to watch because we know the movie so well knowing certain parts um, and then I think a lot of it, what I like to see is there's a lot of cringing where people just start slithering back in their seat not as much all the boo you know stuff where they they jump but you can see the tension you can see the clinch the clenching of the fist that kind of stuff that's kind of nice for me because some of the walk around the corner screams are just they're they're cheap to me and hopefully we have something a little more visceral this one girl in this mask if it is a girl that that costume so she was just somebody that was there or was that you're doing oh uh, no she was um she works at the haunt we had incorporated a scene around her um and frankly, I mean, it that that idea when you see her eyes, I think is that's what freaks us out. I mean, when you look at something like that, and then you look at let's say a movie with just a, a boring old doll that could or could not be coming out this Friday, it the, <laughs> the, the it's the, always a dollar a kid, right? Yeah. It's always a in all these horror movies, it's always a dollar a kid. Yeah. And because that, I think that even just that, that children's, the even the Freddy Krueger rhyme where the kids are uh, one, two, Freddy's coming for you, doing the jump rope. Because it's that, that innocence. People are freaked yeah. out about the innocence. That will always stick with me. Great title. 
the houses October built. I'm glad you say that. Oh, you came up with that one, right? Well, mm-hmm. no, but because I can see how we talked about this today. You know, there's certain people that don't like it. It's a mouthful, and it, it, but they, I don't know if they understand the saying, and they don't understand what it's kind of referencing. So I appreciate you saying that. Well, it all makes sense, right? Because Halloween, the right. haunted house. If you could change one thing about the film, what would you do? Um, we talked about. I would love. I always wanted to do back in. Um, in 1985, Clue apparently had all these different endings at different theaters, which I always thought was the coolest, most brilliant thing to do because I can see people going out to dinner and arguing who was the murderer, who was the killer. That kind of thing would have been a lot of fun. And I think with the the different haunts that we went to, we you could have done that, but that creates a whole different budget. That creates a whole different thing. Um, but that just would have kind of been a, a fun way to end this. And to play with the media, you know, for, to to read a review on the movie that you saw that's talking about it ending a certain way that you just watched it and it didn't end that way. Mm. And that, I think that would be uh, a pretty cool discovery, you know, to kind of play with. Well, when they when Blur Witch Project came out, that whole thing, they put out these promo reels right. and it looked like it was real. Right. They set the audience up. They were perfect, right at 99, right where the internet was starting to matter. But people didn't, even the word Googling something, it didn't it didn't work, so you couldn't fact check the same way. Right. I think in today's time, you do that right away, you know it was a hoax. But that it was the perfect timing for those guys, very, very smart. Um, and and it duped every, I mean, you know, most people did very, very well, and it's it's kind of a staple. So that's why, that's why we were trying to raise the bar and, and say, because from frame one, Blair Witch is fake. But, I mean, our movie's not fake. So it's, it just pushes that line a little bit of, of where, where things turn, you know. I like it. I'm going to have to go back and watch it again. The House's October Built is currently streaming on Amazon Prime. Until next time, this is Mark Gordon, and I'll see you center stage. Center stage, center stage, center, center, center stage. Hello, this is Homer Simpson. Whenever I want to know what's going on in the entertainment world, I listen to Center Stage with Mark Gordon.